Hey, everything be like off the top these days. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Off the Top Podcast, where as always, everything is off the top. I'm your co-host, John Barless, and joining me is my good friend and also co-host, Namai Kumar. Namai, rocking the juice shirt today, bro. That's some good yes, luck. Sir, That's always Steve. some good vibes for us here. Yeah, man. Another day, another day of missing Juice World, honestly. We're going to start the podcast on a sad note, bro. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll start on a happy <laughs> note, technically, because we're getting more music from him. That's despite- true. That's true. We are getting the Bad Boy music video this Friday. Cole has been hyping this up for maybe the past two weeks now. Uh, Lyrical Lemonade and Juice and Thug put this little this little thing together for the fans. Bad Boy was an unreleased track. I think that came out maybe almost a year ago now. Um, and from from what I know, from what I know, also there's been four different versions that have been that have come out and like gone out of rotation. Um, I listened to the first one. And ever since then, I like kept myself from listening to the rest. Right. But um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this one. because Exactly. I mean, Juice, Juice and Thug, like they can't really miss. The cool Beats thing about, insane. yeah, I know, bro. The song is crazy. Juice is actually like, they, they made this video while he was alive. So we're not going to yeah. see any tell me you love me type edits where Juice is kind of in there. Same thing with Go and Leroy. Um, or wish or uh, wishing well with, with animations or a- anything like that. Juice is actually going to be in this video, and and that's one thing that I really love the most that Cole does is that you know him and Juice were so close when they were alive. They were one of their be- best friends, I would say, in the music world. They're both from the Chicago area, so they understand. They kind of came up together in that sense, where you know all girls are the same, and Juice linking up with Nick Mira and everything kind of just falling into place for all these guys at the same time. So it's good to see that. I'm I'm very happy to see this coming from Cole just because I know it's genuine juice music and it's a, it's a project that's been in the works for a long time. It's no money grab situation. And I just think everything around I mean, surrounding juice at this moment in time has been pretty, you know, well taken care of as far as his team and 100%. grade A and Bibby and just kind of everything that's falling, you know, in the months after his passing and the almost a year after his passing actually now. Um, but it's good to see. And I'm really excited for this bad boy music video. Cole always does a fantastic job. He's not one yeah. of the best. He never the misses best. with the music videos. He really never does. So <laughs> it's it's always a treat when we get a lyrical lemonade music video. And, and with Juice in it, shit. Can't complain yeah. about anything at all, bro. I mean, arguably, lyrical lemonade may like is a big part of the reason that Juice became so popular. Um, I remember my first time watching the All Girls Are the Same music video. And I was like, yo, who is this guy? <laughs> like, I know, right? This, this, this music is insane. Like, he's really, the vulnerability in his music is just, like, uncomparable to anyone other than, like, the people who were pioneers in the same, the same genre, like X and Pete. Exactly. I agree with um, you. And the cool thing is, is, like, dude, Cole's from Plano, Illinois. That's 30 minutes away from me. I, I'm out in Plano, like, every other, actually, every other day. Because, you know, my girl lives in Plainfield. Yeah. And Plano is the town right over. So it's kind of crazy to think, like, I've been in the same area. I've been around the same streets where Cole's at. Now he's in the city in L.A. doing crazy things and, you know, doing him. And, you know, all power to the Illinois boys out here. Hopefully well, I get somewhere as well with Cole. So, you know, you never know. It's good at time. But uh, Bad yeah. Boy Me's video dropping Friday. Got to be a, a real treat for all the Juice fans, all the Lyrical Lemonade stands. No, I really can't wait. I remember seeing even a little, little. They, they, they've pre- been previewing it for a while. Like, I don't know if you ever noticed uh, in the uh, the twenty one video uh, by Polo G, there was there was they had clips of the video in it too. Did they really? Uh, like in the background, like in the background, yeah. Oh, well, crazy. I know in the Leroy music video too. I think they shot that video 
for, for go. Uh, I think they shot that video and juice video on the same day. So they took some shots in the same places for that. So, and in that sort of, you know, in the same vein of where they're going to be shooting, it's cool to see that we have some sort of taste of what it's going to, you know, contain with Doug and juice and Doug and juice's chemistry has always been really great uh, in any of the features that they've linked up on. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see if this is going to happen. Um, no, but, and also in other crazy news, um, it's 2021 and we're, we're getting some albums this year, bro. We're actually possibly going to get a juice album this year too. Maybe I, I'd say, I'd say more than likely we're getting, I mean, it, it seems like this, this music video would be part of a, a bigger rollout. I know that they've been talking for months now about, um, outsiders, considering the fact that the deluxe version of legends never died, never came out because yeah. they didn't get clearance or something, but outsiders is the actual album that juice wanted to release right? versus legends never die being kind of like a posthumous uh, compilation of like music that they wanted to put out. Um, I'm really excited for that project though. I think that it'll be cool to see kind of the creative direction that juice was taking uh, in the months before his passing. I'm hoping that, you know, this album that if if Juice's team is going to be releasing The Outsider this year at some point, I just hope it's more so Juice's creative vision. And I, I think Allie is actually working pretty closely on the album as well because she was the closest with Juice and what he wanted creatively. Course, yeah. And if she can kind of muster up what Juice was in the process of doing, I, I'm here for it regardless, just because you and I are such big Juice World fans and you know, we, we've been through the leaks on the unreleased and now we're kind of away from it now. But, you know, back then, uh, it's it, our fandom's never going to go away is what I'm trying to get across. So I'm pretty much yeah. going to be listening to any Juice music as is in 2021. But there's some heavy hitters coming in 2021. There's a, like yes, a lot. Sir. I know you and I were talking about the mob dropping, Rocky dropping. Obviously, Drake's going to be coming out. Um, Slow Tie, yeah. Benny's dropping plugs I met too. There's a lot. There's a lot of people coming out in 2021 but i want to hear to my we got we got our list in front of us everybody we got our list but i want to hear maybe give me like your top three or five artists that you're most excited to see come out this year all right yeah i'm gonna start my list off kind of coming out the cuts with uh i'm excited for a rick ross album dude to be I honest love ross i love the, it, man. the evolution of coke rap recently i feel like he's been making a little bit more of a resurgence also if you've noticed like the last couple of years, even though Ross himself hasn't been very prominent in terms of solo music, man got features. Yeah, like he everywhere. gets features on features on features. And like, just, I always feel like in the months prior to an, an artist dropping an album, if you see him on like seven, eight really hot features, like you're in for a treat because yeah. you know that they've been in the studio with people who've been, who know what they're doing. Um, I think that, that that's going to be an album to look out for. I agree, dude. Ross is one of the best in the game as far as to, I mean, coming in from this coke rap evolution, like you just said. His voice and those beats and just anything that he's been touching in, in you know, even 2020. You know, he was on Freddie. He was on West Side's album. He was, he's was he been kind of everywhere. He's been on Betty's album, too. Um, yeah. It, 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 I'm, I'm excited for a Ross album, too. Just and because Ross is- I know he's going to be coming with the features on there as well. He's going to be coming exactly. with some heavy hitters. And the, the nice thing about Ross is I feel like that's the one difference between French Montana and Ross is that <laughs> Ross, Ross, like just like French Montana, Ross will get like a million features on his album. But I don't think Ross gets as outshined 
No, because I, <laughs> because I he can rap. <laughs> yeah, Ross has evolved. He he's somehow in some way changed his sound without you know leaving his identity. He yeah. hasn't really. Changed I mean, you think about Money in the Grave. Way. Yeah, you think about Money in the Grave, like with Drake, and then you can go to Freddie Gibbs. Like I think that it's not that many rappers that can like carry themselves with just like keeping their pure artistry. Because Ross doesn't really change his style for anyone either. It's no, he doesn't. Artist. He has a very luxurious sound. Exactly. As I love that. Knows. I love that. I mean, I mean, I've told you, I feel like I've sent you all the Maybach compilation albums. You have. <laughs> I, I was a huge MMG fan when I first started listening to rap music uh, between Meek Mill, Wale, and Ross. Like, that's like, those are three of my staples in, in, in terms of like my, my initial interest in rap. Yeah, no so, wonder why you're excited for the Ross album. That's for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. And then I'm also, I mean, I got it tatted on me, but <laughs> that, that the mob and Rocky. I, okay. So is that, is that two and three mob think, and Rocky or are they combined? Uh, we'll, we'll combine them for the sake of getting to talk about other albums. All right. But, but I'm saying number one, Rocky has been on a grind. I'm excited to see what he's coming up with since testing, considering that the reception was kind of iffy. I feel like he will probably be switching up his sound a bit. I love testing though. I I, I remember too, when that first too. came out. I, I just didn't understand the hate for it. Like I thought all yeah, the features were I strong. Agree. I thought the beats were strong. I thought Rocky was nice on it. I just didn't understand why he was getting hate for testing in the first place. Just because I I, I didn't went, I listened to it for maybe for like a month straight, and I sometimes still even go back to it too. No, me too. I mean, like you think like "Fuck Sleep" is such a good song. Exactly. Like, I I could name the whole album, and honestly, I I think that there's not really any actual misses. I think that the problem he runs into is that he had such a legendary sound coming out the gate, and then as the as the albums have gone by, he's moved away from that into like his own thing. I know he rocks a lot with like Tame Impala and like a lot of like non hip hop entities. Yeah, that I feel like kind of influenced the sound a lot, Muramasa. Um, and so I think that that's where people get this kind of like, they they don't understand how, why his sound is changing so much from like the original, like purple swag Rocky. Yeah. Um, but well, you have to understand. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand. It's like artists kind of, in my perspective, at least in my opinion, I feel as though when you're trying to do something over and over again, it goes in poor taste with the audience that you love yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to broaden your horizons. Let's say Rocky's trying to be a little bit more experimental on testing. And, you know, if All Smiles, which is, you know, the anticipated album this year, if that actually does drop, you know, we might see a resurgence, a, I guess, I don't know, a, re, a rekindering of Rocky's uh, staple sound, if you will. Um, maybe some hard-hitting features on that as well. But, you know, if Long Live ASAP and, Anything else that he's been on album wise or feature wise, especially that one with uh with Tyron Slow Time, man. I I enjoyed Maza as well. Yeah, no, I that just, was a great song. Yeah, I've seen that the mob has been linking up with uh the G4 boys who just got <laughs> they they dropped one of my one of my like this is like not even that amazing of a song. It just is a funny song to me. But yeah. uh local scammer with Chief Keef is yeah. <laughs> it's a banger. I remember I sent that to you. You'd, I know, I know. I do. I love Chief Heath, man. Anything he drops. I'm exactly. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about Rocky. I'd say my only real gripe with uh, with testing was that Schoolboy Q wasn't on it. Ooh, you're going to do Rocky like this because you have Q? I, I mean, all right, hold on. I think Q's even supposed to drop this year too, but don't don't hold your breath on on that. I don't even know if that's true. But I think my only thing with testing was I wanted it to be 
I guess a little bit more compact. I think it went on for a little bit too long. I think it was what 14, 15 tracks, even though that's kind of in the sweet spot, but I think Rocky could have done without a few songs on that. I, yeah. and I there think some even fillers, like, I think, yeah, I think so as too. So it's one of those things where you kind of do it. You damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm excited Rocky for doesn't care though. Rocky, yeah. Rocky's dating Rihanna now, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have time for our, our peasant opinions. <laughs> I bet he's like going to get into more of like a pop line with <laughs> this Rihanna song. Oh, if he gets a Rihanna feature. He probably yeah. will. They'll be on top of the world. Give me your, there, give me your three artists. Number three artist. Number three. Man. Uh, you know what? Honestly, you've got me on the, the Dro Kenji hype. As and you should be. You know what? Like. I'm looking forward to him dropping more. Like, it's just, I just Bro. don't understand why he's putting out so much so fast, Bro. but I can't three, hate the grind. Three albums in three months. We got one in October, one in December. Well, the back end of October, so I'll count that as like November, whatever. He dropped it on Halloween. One on Christmas, but now in January? I understand. I like. I I understand that you're kind of like what with it, but you have to understand. I guess with an artist like Dro and Internet Money is like one of those, one of those they collectives. Grind. They grind, dude. They so grind. Like if they if they have the opportunity to put out as much music as they want to and can, as was they obviously they can because you know Dro's dropped three albums in three months. Um, then do it. I think yeah. their way of doing things is work, 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 work. Like Nick Mira. Yeah, I mean that's on, what. The- Every single stream, almost every night, making beats. Taz is constantly in the studio with everybody. He was in the studio with St. John a couple of days ago, too, now I remember. And Dro is their project. Dro is their, I guess, their next Ty Fontaine, their next frontman. And he's really taken that emo rap sound and elevated it to a new level to where, yes, you can see comparisons with Juice. You can. But at the same time, Juice and Nick Mira and Taz Taylor, Internet Money, they all go together. Like, it's not yeah it's not inauthentic i think that's exactly. the biggest thing the biggest thing is i would i would have i hated to see some dude who sounded exactly like juice coming out of the gates like and it, if it felt like they were trying to replace him but i think dro kenji has his own sound in, in enough of a I sense to, to, i think so too and you know he's young he's from he's from north carolina he's only i can't remember how old he is i think he's like 18 or 19 super young kid and it's crazy to think that, you know, he went from having two songs and 6,000 monthly listeners on Spotify to, you know, reaching over a million streams on his last album. So props to him. He, he's actually one of the hardest working artists that I've seen in a while as far as what he's putting out. So, yeah, I'm excited for him, too, man. I, I have been nonstop listening for the past three or four months. So more power to Dro, more power to Internet Money. Uh, you, as, got, you, you got any noteworthy artists that you're looking forward to? I think I think so. Um, one of she my favorite, <laughs> I think, okay, well, hold on. First of all, Benny's dropping plugs. I met too. And as everybody, oh, yeah, I saw that today, as everybody knows on the OTT, I stand, I stand Griselda. I like, I'm, I'm top tier Griselda fan. And Benny, I used to say that Benny was like my number three. Cause I liked Conway better at the time, but then burn the proof came out. Benny completely changed my opinion. I was I was dumb. I went to go re-listen to Tana Talk 3, realized that Benny's the best, no doubt. Sorry, everybody. I changed my opinion. It's okay. Come on, from King to God, though? That was that was one of my favorites last year. Burden approves better, in my opinion. But regardless, Benny's <laughs> dropping. I'm excited for that. Plugs I Met 2 is one of my... Plugs I Met is probably one of my favorite Benny albums as well. 
Um, I am also very excited for a black album. I, you, you, you and I both know that black dropped six piece hot this past year, only a six little tape there. But um, I think we're going to expect something big from him this year. Um, he is expected to drop in 2021, but it's unscheduled and to be announced, obviously just, you never know who's going to be dropping when and what. Um, but I'm excited to see. And a couple of looking to be a good year for like R and B, like not necessarily just like R and B, but melodic rap is, is on the come up. I feel like coming Very. into the beginning of 2021. Very. I think that the, the, the progression of 2020 was like very, it was very like, very centrally lyrical rap for like the first half of the year. And then we got like a resurgence of trap music, like coming into the end of 2020. I agree. And I think now we're like evening out to like some, some more melodic sounds uh, specifically with like Drake uh, dropping yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to say that we're ready for that. We just know that's coming eventually. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. You guys, whenever it drops, you know, the don't OTT's worry guys, you'll get, right? you'll get, you'll get our review. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess along with black too. Um, I'm a huge Kendrick fan. Um, his next album, I hope is coming out this year. Um, I know back in October, he was seen shooting that music video in LA uh, for his supposed album. Don't know if that's the case or not. Um, but you know, it seems to it, it seems to be believed that he's going to be dropping this year. Um, I hope that Kendrick comes back with some absolute fire. I've made it known on the podcast and on our Twitter at Off the Top Podcast. Of course, if you guys don't follow us, it's at Off XCX Top. And if you don't listen to us or subscribe to us on Spotify or SoundCloud, it's the same handle. Everybody, go get. What are that. you doing? What are you doing? What are you Come doing? On. If you don't you... follow us by now, what, what are you doing? It's season two, guys. Come on. It's season two, baby. Figure We're it out. We're back. It's season two. Um. But anyways, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm one of the Kendrick's biggest fans and and defenders of Damn. I know a lot of people think that Good Kid, Mad City is better. I know a lot of people think you know To Pimp a Butterfly is better. Just Damn ask is, me, bro. I'm adding you. I'm adding you right now. Don't you know that Good Kid, Mad City is better. This I will take Damn over. Kendrick. I will take Damn over Good Kid, Mad City any day. I'm sorry. That's just, I'll take that's Good Kid, person. Mad City over To Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, and Section 80 all put together. All right. Well, look. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So let me let me ask you this real quick. I got into an, a Twitter argument maybe about, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so. And I was arguing with, I don't remember who, but it was one of, I think it might've been Rap Talk SK. I'm not going to lie. I think he and I were just talking about Kendrick music. He was just replying to my comments. And I said that damn is better than to pimp a butterfly, but good kid, mad city is Kendrick's magnum opus. But I personally believe in my opinion that damn is his best album because it's a culmination of everything that he's done. So when you reach the culmination of your sound, and also he was inspired by Frank Ocean to make Damn as well. Like there's a lot of things in Damn that you can kind of see that's in Frank's music, like those really wonky, those really like wonky synths. I can't believe I used that word, but it's whatever. Uh, really agitated guitar, flanger, phaser, all that kind of like, I guess, Tame Impala type sound too that you hear a lot. And I think with everything that Kendrick has done from Section 80 up until Damn, I think whatever the next album is going to be called, don't know what it is i hope it's i guess it pushes the envelope on that sound a little bit more because kendrick i, I think he needs to stay experimental to stay relevant yeah. because no, his definitely. voice and his lyricism is is top tier like he can go over any beat like he can actually hop on a boom bad beat or hop on a coke rap beat or hop on anything like on a hip boy beat and, he'll <laughs> and then a rich the kid yeah. song like and he'll, he'll body <laughs> he'll body whatever i just think his sound now has to be more centralized to pushing the envelope and continuing to try and find yeah. some more inspiration to make something different. So Kendrick, 
I don't know. You probably don't listen to our podcast. I hope you do. That'd be really cool. Um, I can't <laughs> wait for your album, bro. I know Kendrick keeps his ears to the streets. <laughs> he always does. You can't. You can't play a player. I think. I think that we're 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 looking to have a very TDE year. I'm hoping. I think so too. I want Schoolboy Q to redeem himself after Crash Talk. Not that it was a terrible album. I love Crash I just, Talk. I just don't think it was anywhere near as good as Blank Face. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And I, I saw Isaiah Rashad talking about his album uh, on Twitter yesterday. So, I saw that too. I saw that too. I, w- I think he's calling like, what, the house is burning or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And he's uh, he said that this tr- all, every song that's on the track list right now, he's made uh, since uh, Going Sober. Wow. That's going to be a great album. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that too. Keep in mind though, Utopia is supposed to drop this year. I remember when Chase B lied to us all and said the album wasn't called Utopia, but that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not butthurt about it. It's okay. Travis this is Scott looking Utopia. to be a. This is looking to be the the hip hop Grammys for this year are going to be tough competition for real. SZA is <laughs> dropping this year as well. Another TDE artist. If you don't, if you don't mess with SZA, I I'm sorry, guys. You probably shouldn't listen to the podcast. SZA is amazing. She's really like one of the most talented female artists we've seen in a very long time. Also, like SZA. Ski Mask as well. He was supposed to drop in October, bro. Ski said this is his year. He Let's said hope. he's got. He said he's going to be dropping all year. We're halfway into January. Where is it at? It's it's January twelfth. Come on, where is it? I'm, I'm you can't waiting. you can't give him two weeks after after Burn the Hoods. I'm so excited for Ski Mask music. It's ridiculous. I know. I'd say that in terms of like even just. Even in terms of like making music, Ski is like one of my biggest inspirations. Just absolutely, just because of it, just because of his his quirky style, like, and just the 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 I don't give a fuckness of it all, like, just really resonates with me. <laughs> I enjoy it too. Um, also, um, he did have a few placements on DJ Scheme's album. So yeah, it was nice to hear some new music from you know, sort of from him totally. This year. It wasn't um, from his. I yeah, want to yeah. hear like a full project from him though. Dude, you know what I really want to hear? I want to hear Danny Towers on Ski's album. I feel like him and him and Ski on Schemes tape yeah, that he such dropped. A interesting chemistry between I like the two it. of them. I like it a lot. Me too. I, I want to hear it more. Like honestly, I think that would be a really how good you one. feel. How you feel? Who else? Well, I feel uh, great. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with my last artist that I'm looking out for, and I don't know, dude. I have no idea. If Kanye is going to drop, I don't even know what his situation is going to be. He might even be like, oh, forget Dada. I'm just going to drop music to drop it. And I don't know what the situation is with him and Kim K. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this right now. If this man is heartbroken, if this man is sad, if he's if he's in Wyoming just away from Kim and his kids and he's kind of like just feeling the vibes of him and himself, you know, caved in, whatever – I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to call it. He's going to make some fire-ass music. He's going <laughs> to come year. back with a vengeance this year if he does drop. Because, you know, this this whole Kim K divorce shit is kind of crazy to me. I just think it was – we've heard news about this for maybe a year, and it was like everyone kind of saw it coming, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more thinking about Kanye in this respect of where his creative vision is going to go. I don't know if Kanye's ever been divorced. So he, we might get some – I mean, he had the – that's what I was going to say is I think that the last time he would got out of like a big relationship was, was Amber Rose. Yeah. And I, I'm, I could be, I could be completely off base, but I'm pretty sure that's why we got 808s and heartbreak. 
I'm pretty oh. sure Heartless Heartless was about her. So we're gonna get some crazy music from Kanye. like literally last time. Last time he got his heart broke, he changed the soundscape. So, and now he's got kids and stuff. It's about to be a whole mess. I don't. I just. I think I'm expecting just absolute greatness. I don't like. It's so hard to put in the words what I feel for Kanye at this point in time, just because I don't know what to expect from him anymore. I mean, we we're supposed to get Donda in July. He's a loose cannon, bro. I know, I know, and that's and that's okay. That's the person that everybody loves, and everyone loves his music, and everyone loves him. And it's hard to, I guess, those are two very inaccurate statements. What <laughs> everyone loves, Kanye? No, tell me, tell me this. Kanye one. loves Kanye. Kanye loves himself. Everybody loves Kanye. Unless you're like political, you probably won't like Kanye unless you're a little political. But if you're like a general hip hop music fan, yeah, you, you yeah, generally as like a fan Kanye. of hip hop. As a fan of hip hop, yeah. yeah. You you yeah. like Kanye enough to listen to some of his, you know, music. You know, he dropped a f- couple albums here and there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you ever heard of uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yeah. I don't know. That's the his little that, album. It's the resonant ten on hip hop Twitter. But uh, just a little a little mixtape, right? <laughs> if you think that. Kanye is going to be dropping some heat this year, like I do. Do you think it's above 808s and Heartbreaks, or do you think we're going to get something a little bit less than that staple in hip hop history? That's a think tough of, question. Think about it, because like see, Kim K and him have been married for a while, and he's got four kids. You know, it's been a crazy ride. I think. Okay, here's my honest opinion. I think that at this point in time, Kanye number one for the last like two years been super unhinged um like i feel like ever since right after the life of pablo dropped um and the way i see it is i don't know if and like i'm not i i would love it if we did get get an album the same like to me my favorite kanye album is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy right like i think that that album delivers in ways that that like there's no other artist that can that can do something like that um, and I just don't know if he has it in him to be that focused on just music long enough for him to create a cohesive project of music that good. I guess so. Uh, that's that a good take. That's that a good sense take sense to have. No, no, no. Because like you know, he has easy to worry about, and then he has his kids. Obviously, you know, he's, he's so spread thin now. Like, yeah. and I think that I think that he he definitely did it to himself. But I just feel like he's let it get to a point where it's really hard for him to just like focus. Yeah, like he just will. Um, he'll randomly be involved in some stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be involved in. You know, I right. mean, he just executive produced Cardi's album. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I honestly, after listening to it, I don't even, I don't even know where to like draw the comparison of like where's the influence of Kanye in this. I feel it feels almost like he just stamped his name on it. I think it might be more so the marketing of it, possibly. It might just be more Cardi just doing his thing on social. Um, I think when you look at executive producers, I don't know if they necessarily have a grasp of the music that's being made, but more so decisions that go into the album itself, the rollout, uh, the song structure, how many songs there should be. I don't know how much say he had in the rollout after seeing that merch. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not for the merch or anything. But there, there's like a fine line, I guess, when you're overseeing an album for an artist yeah. that you're close to. I mean, he had a feature on it too. Um, speaking of Cardi's album, it's about you know two weeks or so that it's been in into the hands of the people. Maybe it's been maybe marinating, three, marinating a little bit. I know hip hop Twitter still thinks it's shit, but you know, I don't. I don't. I think I don't, it's. I think as time goes on, it becomes more and more controversial as to whether it's a bad album or a good album. It's like people are either like, wow, this is amazing. Or people are like, wow, this is complete dog shit. 
So I don't know how exactly people like the general consensus. If you put a poll up on Twitter or Instagram or something, I might have to. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> like asking if people thought it was fire or, or shit. Like I feel like you're getting a 50 50 response. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this right now. So, whole lot of red, like I said, is three weeks out. How are you feeling about it now versus to how you felt about it when it first dropped? So I think that it's a pretty classic Cardi dichotomy of like super high highs and then like yes. some pretty low lows. lows. Um, like I'd say that there's a decent two thirds of the album that I run back like pretty often, but that third just really ruins it. And like not not ruins it to the point where I think it's like a terrible album. I'd probably give the album like a seven out of 10. That's fair. Um if you took out all the like filler, like the the songs that I feel like didn't need to be there, I think that you'd be looking at a easy eight, eight and a half, nine. But I mean, he didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, there was um, a lot of songs on there, dude. There was like 24 songs. It definitely could have gone without a few songs, but we got the deluxe. So we got more songs coming. Too. <laughs> Jesus, he's, he's looking to beat Pop Smoke for the <laughs> longest album. I mean, when you haven't dropped music in two years, you might as well just yeah. release the vault. You know what I mean? Especially if you're Cardi. Yeah, I mean, Cardi also drops like minute and a half long songs. That's true. So like, so take I, it for what it is. He has a bit is. more room. He has a bit more room to do that kind of thing. I think I agree with you as well. There are a couple fillers on that album I don't enjoy, but there is a good portion of that album that I do go back and listen to just because I'm not there for what he's saying. And if you're talking on Twitter about what Cardi's music is, it's not about what he says, people. Just feel his emotion. He goes into the booth absolute freestyle. This man has nothing written down. He goes in there and he just does him. So that's the artistry behind Playboy Cardi. It's a and yes. even if we are talking about lyrical content, there's a couple songs where he's like kind yeah, of he, he's, he's kind of like rapping a little facts. bit. He said they tried to turn him white, but he ain't little dicky, man. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I really like that that little verse where he talked about how he was like trying to become like a rap boss and like mm -hmm. the music industry kind of screwed him over. Um, like he was trying to sign Keed and Trippy and TJ. And like, it's crazy because these are artists that you didn't realize that Cardi has like a, a relationship oh, yeah. with. Um, but I mean, I feel like it could have at least culminated in a couple of features. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> should have. I mean... Feature list was pretty sparing on it. They had Cuddy and Kanye, so that was nice to see. Um, and also, one point that I'd like to make, um, Cardi, when he decides to rap, also, before I make that point, I had another point. Thank God there wasn't any crazy baby voice on this. I just love Oh, for I, real. Everybody is in love with Cardi's regular voice, and I'm just happy that most of the album was regular. The new voice, voice is the new voice is dope. I yeah, like too. That. I like that he's, like, using this, like, raspy, like, punk voice yeah that i think is i think it's a cool switch up of style yeah it definitely um, took a more of a punk angle than i thought obviously the mayday cover uh was one inkling to how edgy this album was supposed to be as far as its production and then when you look at it from top to bottom every beat is so layered and there's so much more you can peel back from it every time you go back and listen to it so there's a lot to take from you know the production side of it and then cardi's kind of doing his thing and like you said he's spitting on a few songs but you know, for a majority of the time, it's all feeling, man. It's just all emotion. And that's why people either gravitate to Cardi or don't. It's yeah. one of those situations where you hate him or you love him. And for the people that love him, they understand that this is who he is. This is his sound. You have to understand, like, it's not going to be 
you know, some crazy stuff that you can play at a party most of the time. But if you're trying to turn up real quick and get hyped, like that's the kind of music that you got to go to. And it's just take it for what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to lie to you. I tried playing it. I tried playing it. At a, no a, one's going to, no one's going to be together. like, yeah, People what like, happened? Yo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, never too much. Exactly. Never too much. <laughs> Bro, I'll play some, I'll play piano or I love you. I hate you. Oh, 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 ooh, I beat you to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you my top three to mine. Don't worry. I got <laughs> okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Good. I, I was just making sure. I <laughs> I love you. I hate you is my favorite. That beat is the hardest. Pierre never fucking misses ever. He literally never does. And I don't care what you say. He never misses with Cardi. Um, Sky is also another one. I know hip hop Twitter loves that shit, but I don't care. I like it too. Benno is also one of my favorites. Um, Vamp Anthem is also really good to me. I think oh, yeah. that beat he got from a kid off YouTube, which is crazy to think that he put him on like that. Um, that beat is classic, dude. Hey, that beat is literally classic. Like when I first heard it, I was like, Yo, this is I love it when they use when they do something where you can like draw a little reference from it. Exactly. You know, I feel like it adds a level of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I'd say that my favorites from the album, probably looking at Punk Monk. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great that too. One. And then uh the the lead in track, um Rockstar, Rockstar Made. Made. Yes, Rockstar Made, definitely one of my favorites. Uh and New Tank. Honestly, yeah. that preview that preview of New Tank got me so hyped for the album. And right. then when it came out, the song was was like just as good as I would hope it would be. And like that that really made it for me. How do you and, how do you feel about uh Teen X with Future? I'm curious. I'm so confused as to how to feel. Like I'll listen to it and I'm like, do I like it or do I hate it? I can't <laughs> tell. I, can't I feel tell. like most people that listen to the album are like kind of confused. Not not saying like Cardi. Cardi fans who've seen his entire discography went through self-titled and die lit, but like people who listen to hip hop and like, Oh, Cardi drop. I'm gonna give this a try. I don't know if they're going to understand the chemistry between Cardi and future. Cause future just kind of future is a chameleon when it comes to hopping on anybody's album. He'll yeah. sound like juice. He'll sound like Cardi. He'll sound like kid Cudi. If he has to, like he's trying to fit the vibe of their sound to make it, I guess, elevate it to a new level. Yeah. So when you hear this TNX song, to me, it's it's all right. It's a banger, but like I'm not gonna go back to that album for that song. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely not. I think that yeah, I mean you bring up an interesting point of like I, I personally I've been like I've been listening to Cardi music since like 2015, 2016. So I feel like that has like really influenced like how much of a chance I was willing to give this album and how I knew that like given the the context of Die Lit and self-titled, I knew it was gonna grow on me. Right. You know, there's songs off self self titled that I'm still discovering. Yeah, you know, dude, facts. Like, I feel like Cardi's albums are a piece of art in a sense of where if you go to an art museum, you see it once, and you go back a few months later, you might have a different perspective. Exactly. And with this album, I don't feel like people gave it a chance out the gate. I I think I texted. I was also one of those people, but keep in mind, I only listened to the first two songs, and I turned it off because. And then you texted. You texted me. I was like, like, "Bro, that's just ass." And then when I got into the album, like when I actually got home and like actually listened to the album, I'm like, "All right, Cardi's back. This shit's hard." And then I put it on, and I was like, "I was like, I can see why that would be your initial gut reaction." But I feel like I was already in the mindset where I was like, you know what? I know that I'm going to listen to this the first time and exactly. I'm going to be like, yo, I don't know about this. But uh, well, the thing is, I like, come we back were, to it. We were listening to so much lyrical rap and yeah. I don't think it was a shock. Were, yeah. You and I weren't ready for Cardi at that moment in time. But now since we had, you know, he, he's back, bro. A whole lot of red is out. 
and we've been listening to it constantly, it's like now we're in that mode where we appreciate what he's put out for the people. I'd say though, that like going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, I think that I'm really excited for a little bit more of like a melodic phase of rap uh, going back into that kind of yeah. mode. Um, Cause I, I feel like generally hip hop follows these like really heavy trends. Um, and then like, it's cyclical though, uh, especially now given like how many different like stated subgenres there are because exactly. like there's a lot of like very specific pockets of rap exactly. where you, you have these like collectives of, of artists who make music that all fits in the same kind of sphere um so i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to seeing like what the next iteration of that is yeah absolutely and i think we were just talking about drone internet money. I think they kind of lead the charge on that right now, just because of all the artists they have underneath their wing, pushing that music out. They um, need to do it right though. I feel like they didn't, I don't know how well they rolled out their album. I don't think that the, the internet, I love the album. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that it got as much recognition as it could have, if they yeah. had rolled it out better or, and arranged it better. I think more so they rolled out lemonade better than anything, just because, you know, it's still a top 10 billboard hit. Like it yeah. was, it's still, it's still on the charts. If I'm pretty sure it is, if not, it was a week or two ago when I last looked. Um, but that song has kind of elevated internet money to a stage of, you know, national recognition. Um, but at the same time as a producer concept and a collective and people that sign artists and, you know, Taz and Nick kind of leading the charge for everybody. I think there's a lot more work to be done, um, especially with their young artists like Ty and Dro. Um, I think those two are the guys that you really need to look out for. And Ian Dior as well. I think Ian Dior has established himself in the emo rap game, you know, the past year. I think he's had a really big year. Oh, yeah. Huge year. Yeah. That kid, like industry plan or not, <laughs> he, he it, knows how to make a hit. Well, yeah, that's what they <laughs> say about Kid Leroy. But Kid Leroy was in Australia making music when he was 13 years old. So I don't believe that. I already know Leroy's story. He's not an industry plan. So if people want to keep saying that on Twitter, it's whatever. But I don't know, bro. Leroy got huge off TikTok this year. He's at 22 million monthly listeners. He's more than Uzi and Trippy and just everybody at this point. So I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. But, Industry um, plant is such loaded terminology. I feel like they you get assigned that as soon as you have a bunch of listeners and you're not like you haven't been on the scene for like 10 years. Exactly. He was doing yeah. this shit as a kid, though. And it's hard to think like. I don't know. You really have to, I guess, know who an industry plan is. Like you have to be in the industry to know who the plants are. Like, I feel like people can't just say that and be like, Oh, Ian Dior is an industry plant. Cause his album was titled industry plant. Like, all right. Yeah. I get the play on words. It's cool. It's a good album actually too. If you haven't listened to it. Um, actually. Yeah. Shout out to, um, shout out to this YouTube channel, uh, progress. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of him or seen any of his stuff. I haven't, but he does, uh, he does very like in-depth, uh, investigations into uh, like quote unquote industry plants. Yeah. Um, he's actually gotten in like some pretty like big beef with, with Taz and uh, <laughs> about who Ta he got in a big beef with Taz about baby goth. Oh, who was really? like baby goth was straight up an industry plant. Like yeah. you, like I, I watched like his videos are like 45 minutes and I watched it and I was like, okay, I can see, I can see it coming from literally this chick this chick was a nobody right she was doing country covers she was doing country covers for like a few years and she only had posted a couple Bro, all of a sudden get all of a sudden gets picked up by a, by a label 
uh, specifically Taz, and gets face tat, uh, hides the fact that she has a kid. Um, Damn. Gets a song with Trippy Red, uh, just out of nowhere, um, and does a bunch of this stuff and like is getting all these plays, but no one's ever heard of her. <laughs> uh, like it was a very in depth investigation that he did. I didn't know that. I, I I give the guy I give the guy props. He does a lot of research and hey, subscribe to Progress. Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, go subscribe to Progress. The one thing about those situations with industry plants is like, if you're coming on the scene and let's say your music's getting leaked or you're dropping music or whatever before you get discovered, I think that's a good inkling that you're not. Um, but I think is is the same. I I didn't even know who Baby Goth was before that one song with Trippy. So. I, I can okay. I can see the logic with with Ian Dior. The difference is like I just don't really like care that much because I enjoy his music. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like if you enjoy like, music, it's like whatever. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I would I would be angry if I felt like he was taking that platform away from an artist who deserved it more. Right. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, like industry plan or not, there's only so much that a label or a corporate entity can do to make an artist popular chart wise yeah if you're not listening to good music that's your own fault it really (laughs) is your own it's out there it's out there it's like you have to find it's also not very it's not very hard to find exactly you just you just have to be willing to be open-minded and not listen to just the things that come the same shit yeah don't listen to uzi every day like everyone don't hate don't hate i I have to i have to i have to i have to hate like if you're an uzi I'm, i'm a hate real quick and then i'm gonna stop just because we got one more topic Uzi, if you're listening to Uzi every single day, you got to broaden your horizons. I hate seeing the trap Twitter stands just because they're only trap. And when you look at people who only listen to Uzi and Travis and Juice and, you know, whoever else, it's kind of hard to have, you know, intelligent conversations with people that listen to music, but don't listen to all music. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the whole reason we started this podcast, right? Exactly. Me and you, me and you realize like, say less. There's a a lot of subgenres of hip hop that both of us, are really into and like uh, we'll be looking forward to a trap album one week and then like we're looking for our rap album next, next yeah. week R&B the week after that you know like there's a lot of different facets of hip-hop and like you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're not at least like attempting to listen to to more than just like the one specific subgenre. Exactly. And today hip hop has grown yeah. as, as a genre so much. Exactly. And nowadays, pretty much everything is at your fingertips. You can find whatever, whatever subgenre, whoever artist, undiscovered or discovered, huge or not, leaks or un- like anything. You can find any sort of music nowadays. And, you know, you might even stumble across an artist just scrolling on your phone that you don't even know who yeah. was and maybe you might fall in love with. SoundCloud is one of the best places for that too. And I think in today's day and age, it's almost impossible not to be put onto new music on your own. So if you're not on different types of music, get your game up. Get your game, get up. Your game up. Get your game listen, up. Listen to our podcast. Listen to what we listen to. <laughs> One more yeah, thing. We're, we're, we're the best. Okay. We're the, we're best. the best. We're the best. We One, know, more thing. We know. <laughs> One more thing before we go. Uh, Travis Scott had a few leaks come out today, bro. Travis. This is a PSA to Travis, honestly. I got to hear. Public service announcement. Yeah. Let me, let me speak the truth real quick. Change your passwords. What the hell are you doing, man? You, you're Grammy nominated, okay? You're four albums deep, and you're letting this shit happen to you still. I remember listening to Rodeo a week before it came out, and you were big then. And now we get, we're in 2021, bro. 
Your password is still password. The passcode to your phone is still one 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 one. You let you let everybody get the face ID. Oh okay? my god! <laughs> you, if if I was Travis Scott, straight up, all I'd be my pissed. Music, all I'd be my pissed. music is gonna be on a hard drive, and I'm gonna get a fat chain that's just a safe, and yeah. I wear it everywhere. You are never taking this <laughs> that off. <often. laughs> He's never gonna live this like, down for what you're saying right now. How how are you this big? And you're still letting all of your music get leaked. It's not even on SoundCloud, bro. Travis had it's two songs. Spotify. Yeah, two songs leaked today on Apple Music and Spotify. One on. called Vision, the other called Niagara Falls. I don't know who released this. I don't know which hacker got to him today, but Travis, bro. Come, come on, on, baby. What are you doing? I mean, it's I swear to God, for a guy who's friends with Elon Musk. You got the worst cybersecurity of all time, bro. bro. You need to hire. You need to hire like Edward Snowden or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you need the Pentagon or something. I think I don't even know. Are hackers and fans just like this excited for Utopia? Like, I'm not really waiting on Utopia like that. Like, I I'm good with Astro World. Like for for a minute. Like I could go with another year of Astro World. Not gonna lie, but when you look at Travis's features last year and people who are hacking him now to release new music. And we both heard the song, and it was okay. You know, it wasn't anything, like, life-changing or crazy. It's demos, too. It's not even, like, actual songs. So that it's just sucks. It's literally him being like... Right. Like, bro, like, just wait for it to come out. It, just, it's, it's an L for the hackers, and it's an L for Travis. More so the artist than anything. And I know you and I have had this conversation so many times on this podcast where leaks hurt the artist. Don't leak music. No matter how impatient you are, just don't do it. It's not ready. He wants to give the art to the fans when it's ready and complete and when he feels it is necessary. So for that reason, for artists that are still living, however, if you're like Juice World and you have – 3,000 unreleased tracks that you don't know when or not will ever be released. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with going to listen to unreleased juice just because this situation is completely different. But with people that are still huge and living, you got to really step up your security game, man. Especially for someone like Travis Scott, who is internationally known. This man is global and anyone in the world with a laptop and some IT know-how could hack a computer like that, which is insane <laughs> to me. No, it's insane. You, you know, it's funny is like, I feel like Every movie where there's like a like they they do like the big heist movies, right? Yeah, it'll be like Ben Stiller or something as <laughs> Ben Stiller in a heist movie. <laughs> and it'll be like it'll be like what? they'll have they'll have a hacker, right? And the hacker is oh, okay. always the, the hacker is always like Just oh going at you him. you remember when uh, the Pentagon got hacked three years ago? It was me. <laughs> It was like no, it's Ben Stiller. <laughs> no, it, they should start saying it's Travis because I feel like everybody and their mama hacked Travis. <laughs> Travis, it's bad. Man. It's bad. PSA from OTT. Your, change your password. Like it's tw- change your password. Like please. Password is password. Oh my goodness. That's gonna do it for us today. This this time, you guys. But please be sure to follow us on Twitter and IG at End. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off the Top Podcast. Appreciate anyone that's subscribing to us, following us, and interacting with us on social. Uh, we're back, and we love you all. Uh, so this is gonna do it right here, and we will see you guys next week for episode three.
See you guys then. Care about my lips, breast, I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music because my music slap. Give me some money, I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me because I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not show one back. I'm a flip, baby girl.